What's going on, everybody? We're back with another episode of the Questionable for Sunday podcast. It's your boy, Eric, as always, joined by the commish. Con, how's it going, man? My friend, Eric, I'm doing pretty well. I'm just happy that I think we're officially almost or just over halfway through the fantasy season um, or the NFL season. It's been a weird year. I'm not going to lie. Um, feel like everyone I thought who was going to be good before the season uh, didn't pan out. And people make bad decisions and they get rewarded for it, which is bullshit. So um, some positives, some negatives, but I'm just happy it's almost Thanksgiving, you know? I'm looking forward to it. We have lots to be thankful for uh, as we come up on Thanksgiving. I'm definitely thankful for my team, uh, the Geo's Coochie Ticklers. Uh, speaking of Coochie Ticklers, we should introduce our special guest here. Uh, quite the season for him so far. We got Curtis joining us on the pod. Curtis, what's up, man? Yeah, thanks for having me. You know, I was having a great day. Uh, just killed it at work today. Killed the workout after work. And then I get invited to come on this podcast, pull up my EEIG team page, new team name. We'll touch on that later. But, you know, I, I realized it's still 2020 and I'm still one in seven. Yeah. Dude, I got to be honest, Curtis. It's just one of those years, you know? I mean, clearly you've won the league in the past. Uh, 2020 has really just been an uh, awful year for, for many of us. Yeah. Um, looking back on your draft, especially since that's, you know, how we actually can, uh, you spent $49 on Michael Thomas, $23 on Lamar Jackson, $14 on Mark Andrews, and $15 on T.Y. Hilton. Out of those four, which one is your worst decision, would you say? I think I really knocked it out of the park, to be honest. I mean, Michael Thomas coming in clutch for the toilet bowl run. Um, so I feel like that's an underrated part. You know, I probably would have gone another $6 for 55 on on that had I known how clutch you would come in down this final stretch. Um, Great take. I love that take. Yeah. But T.Y. Hilton, man, I was just telling Eric, I finally had the balls to bench him this week. So you can uh, you can slot him into your lineups in all of your other leagues, and he will go off. Yeah, it's been quite the rough year. I think, uh, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of your team coming out of the draft. The obvious hole was in your RB2 spot. Uh, started here with Frank Gore. Uh, now you're rolling out <laughs> Jermichael Hasty. Uh, a little bit of improvement there. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm not too worried about it anymore. Only only nine weeks in, and I've uh, I finally got my plug and play RB four. So there you go. <laughs> so you know things definitely looking up there. Um, obviously, you know last year I feel like your team was pretty solid. A little bit of a surprise to find you in the total bowl. Um, wow. You obviously avoided um, any uh, any punishment there coming out victorious um, this year. Uh, you know you you mentioned Michael Thomas maybe be able to help you down a total bowl run. Uh, could find you in there again, but. Uh, you know, I don't even know what to say. Good luck. Hope for the best. I mean, I don't know, Con. We, we don't. I mean, you've been in the toilet bowl wow. too. Do you have anything to say uh, for Curtis here? Wow. Well, uh, just just uh, give some uh, context for people listening right now. Uh, not this is one of the few times that Eric is speechless. Usually, he's very emotional and angry about something. Uh, but currently, Curtis's team is so bad, Eric can't even say anything about it. Um, I gotta be honest with you, Curtis. Uh, I, even though your team is not that great. Uh, you do have, I would say you're one of the, the top, I would I would clearly put you in the top echelon of managers. You, you clearly have a, a, a victory in the past, a league victory, which is something that Eric can't say. Boom. Very clear about that. Um, but at the same time, though, you know, I think you had a couple misses with your draft. You made some decent choices on the pick on the waiver wire. Jermichael Hasty probably going to get some carries this week on Thursday, have a great game, more likely than not. So it's possible, man. It's possible that you will avoid the toilet bowl. My question to you, though, Curtis uh, judging based off of the previous punishments, uh, an IG page about street magic, creating diss tracks about the league, 
if you were to actually go to the toilet bowl and lose, what would be your preferred punishment? What do you think you could bring to the league that we could, uh, you know, cheer you on for uh, in, in some type of artistic sense? Yeah, you know, I, I realized I was in trouble coming out of the draft. Um, I agreed with Eric's initial assessment of my team that it definitely wasn't in the top tier, probably not even middle tier. Um, and, you know, once I... By the way, that was also my own assessment. I gave out some grades. I think we both... It was one of the few agreements Eric and I have had, well, I will yeah. say. One of the only times I've ever differed from ESPN's stock projection system that put, <laughs> me, put me at the top of the... Yeah, the I saw that. I don't, know, I don't know what that was all about, but... Uh, <laughs> No, you know, I, since since I realized that and I got off to like that 0-2 start, I was like, all right, I'll turn this around. 0-3, 0-4, fucking 0-6 going up against Connor. Well, you know, I've had a lot of time to contemplate anything except for fantasy football. So I've really become, I would say, like a, a bit of a renaissance man in, in recent weeks. You know, I'm just taking up little hobbies here and there, um, you know, trying to trying to see how they might prepare me for, for that awful sinking feeling of watching your team go down the shitter in the toilet bowl final, which I have had before. Only so can I just say, was even worse. All I can say right now is uh, considering that we did play the other week and you did beat me, you're very welcome for that W. Yeah, thank you. And can we good. provide a little bit of context for people who are listening? Uh, you know, Curtis, you and I, we play some games sometimes, play some Hell Let Loose, play some Squad. By the way, if you're listening right now, you know what those games are. It's because you probably play Fortnite like Eric. <laughs> or Among Us. Like, you like these fucking bullshit games. Uh, actually, uh, Eric is sus right now. Just like, oh, great, a 12-year-old could play this game. Let me tell you something about Hell Let Loose, okay? A, a squad-based World War II shooter. Fantastics amount of funds. Uh, Curtis and I have met so many random so many southern puns. old people who love yes. to play with us. Yes. Joe Dirt, great example. I'll come up with other ones later. Uh, squad, another up-and-coming game. Uh, a squad-based game that's more relevant to today's world. You're using, you know, modern-style weapons. A lot of fun. Um, I got to be honest, man. It's been pretty fun playing these games with you. But I was talking to you recently, though. You told me you wouldn't come onto the podcast until you got a victory. Why is that? That's right. You know, I just I just don't think anyone wants, you know, downer kind of content in 2020 of all years. You know, I could I could brag about starting JD McKissick in my fucking flex spot all I want, but I just don't think that's the context content that the people want. Maybe not the content that people need. I uh, just want to note one note before we got in here. I think we can all agree Connor may be the worst imposter in Among Us history. Um, but let's move on now into the show. Let's... Uh, I think we can all agree that Among Us is a fucking stupid ass game. Can I just say how funny it was? How Jerry was imposter like four times in a row. I want to say. Yeah. And then I become imposter, and I decide that I'm just gonna frame Jerry no matter what, and no one <laughs> listens to me, and they just vote me out immediately. Yeah, that's because Jerry's guys. Jerry's just good at whatever he does. I'm convinced, man. He's got the fucking Midas touch. True. He's, He's never got the berries, Among Us. Just, just, just murders it. Just killing life in general. Great hairstyle. Best oh, looking hair, guy in the league. Great team. And yeah. It just pisses me off. You know, you know he's so Jerry's good looking. Berry's always funny. Kills me. So so good looking that it just doesn't even translate into caricature form. Which you know, I mean that that just breaks <laughs> breaks the, the bounds of, of physics. I think. Like I think for you and me, Curtis, we look better in our oh, caricature. Huge upgrade. Yeah, I mean, dude, my caricature for my victory back in whatever, how many years it was, that's my current Tinder profile picture, okay? <laughs> Trying to attract some chicks here. Dude, Jerry, he looks worse, which is so, so unusual. Gotta give it to him. Uh, speaking of worse, let's look quickly at the week eight recaps here. Connor, uh, you <laughs> fell. Do we have to start with me? Can we start with someone else, please? 4 to 65.9 to Jordan. 
Uh, so disappointing, disappointing game there. Uh, I, I, my team played exactly how I wanted them to play. You know, uh, I felt like, uh, you know, if it, I, I told everyone, I was like, guys, everyone's going to have a down week this week. Uh, just have it at the exact same time, you know? Yep. Uh, the Hazari bros, double victorious this week. Ben uh, defeats Jerry, 122.7 to 92.2. Tristan beats Spencer, 103.3 to 88.8. Uh, I defeat Hovi. As the highest scoring team in the week, 129.3 to 127.5. So Hobie takes home the bad beat jackpot. Make sure you send them your $4 if you haven't yet. And Chris beats Curtis. Curtis back in the, in the L column, 124.1 to 109.3. So let's uh, get into our highlights here from the week. Connor, I'll start with you. All right, this is uh, pretty straightforward. I got to give a, a really big shout out. Um, you know, everyone knows that i'm a fan of the seahawks unlike eric by the way eric was actually rooting against the seahawks um very recently that's how much of a fan he is i know right fucking traitor over here uh my highlight of the week goes to travis homer travis homer uh scored (laughs) 0.4 points um was completely irrelevant the whole game Uh, did absolutely nothing eric put him in his flex spot and still won which just goes to show you that uh, even if you make bad decisions in fantasy football you can still win with enough luck so congratulations eric for your victory, even though you started someone who scored point four points. Carlos had was also a phenomenal start this week. If you didn't, uh, if you didn't, uh, pretty that. sure you were defending. You were so pissed off last week about the Carlos Hyde pickup. He didn't even play, which I said last podcast. Go listen. I said he's questionable to play. Check he may not tapes. even get any playing time, dude. Check the Fucking tapes. I'm pretty sure I said that DJ Dallas is a bell cow running back who could look, catch I two touchdowns. DJ Dallas was and that's exactly what he week, did. Dude. I said did. Tristan killed it, dude. Check the Eric, tapes, have, bro. Eric, all right, all right. Check I the tapes. I Check the tapes. Eric, even when you're wrong, you lie about it. When I'm wrong, I admit it. Okay. This. Yeah. This sure. All right. I was right, dude. I'm 100 right. Your team was really wrong this week. So let's uh, talk to someone who actually put up a decent performance. Curtis, what was your highlights from the week? You know, my my highlight comes. Uh, what was that? Monday or Tuesday in the in the Discord? I realized that Jordan has never dealt with a fucking injury this season, and he's still wow. He still only got three wins. I don't, Jordan. You gotta, you gotta fill us in on what the deal is here. You've never utilized an IR spot. Either you've just been pissing away waiver wire opportunities, or you, uh, you know, you, you've really lucked into those three wins. Yeah, Jordan. I don't know. Uh, I was say I was a little surprised to see you hadn't used the IR yet. But hey, you know, first time for everyone. Uh, oh, I got another highlight. Oh, yeah. uh, the, the butt blasts have been officially retired. Team name change. Love uh, it. You know, I, I feel like I, I, I chalked up my first win, right? Still is the butt blasts. Then Dalvin comes in week eight, puts up 40-something points, and I still lose. Obviously, the man needs some respect. Let Dal cook. Yeah, 47.6 points for Dalvin Cook uh, in the loss. Pretty impressive there. But, yeah, got to give him some respect with the team name. I have a few highlights I want to get to here. First off. Of course jo- you do. You just love to hear yourself Got to give a highlight to Jordan. 124, 120.4 to 65.9 victory over Connor. Connor was the lowest scoring team this week, uh, in case you didn't see that. And he scored below 80 points two weeks in a row. I uh, just wanted to point that out as well. And Can, can I say one thing? No, you can't because this is my this is this, these are my this highlights. This is something I also told Joe, or maybe it was Spencer. I forget, but uh, it was probably Spencer. Spencer and I we always bitch about our teams back and forth over text. It's great. It's like therapy. You look at my 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 uh, my bench this past uh, this past weekend. My bench is so nasty. Okay, okay. Joe Burrow, not the best guy. Have a bench. DeAndre Hopkins, Chris Carson, Brandon Cooks, Jamison Crowder. Like holy shit, I had so many of my great players 
on the bench last week, I actually don't mind the loss. And the fact that Jordan put up 120, it's like even my if my guys played well, I probably wasn't going to win. But I just got to be honest, dude. My bench is pretty nasty. I'm not going to lie. That's that's true, Connor. Your your bench is so strong that you're starting uh, Tyler Irvin this week. So, true, uh, dude. Yeah, pretty pretty yeah. nasty bench. It, yep. It's See, unlike Jordan, I've literally coveted my IR slots. I've had so many injuries having Chris Carson and Raheem Mostert out. So I got I to gotta pick up someone. And can I just say Tyler Irvin, $5? Where the fuck goes everyone on waivers this week? I don't know, man. I'd, I'd take Carlos Hyde. Uh, yep, uh, we'll get to that later. But, uh, you know, I think Connor's <laughs> spoken enough about a team no one cares about. But uh, I'm going to give another highlight to Connor. You know, uh, everyone knows I like to utilize the Fancy Pros website. And, you know, Connor obviously loves to shit on me about it. <laughs> oh, you spent the money. Whose account are you using? Who's paying it? Blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? On, a, I think it was Thursday or Friday, who do I get a message from asking me if I can plug in a trade on the Fantasy Pros Trade Analyzer? Who do I get a message from? Oh, it's Connor. Wow. So, you know, Connor just decides to shit on me all the time about this Fantasy Pros shit. And then, oh, he just wants to mooch off me for its Trade Analyzer. Weird. Connor. Yeah, uh, and guess what? You fucking did it, bitch. You fucking put that trade in, and you listened to me, man. All right? So, who's the real loser? The loser... Or the guy listening to the loser. Whatever. Oh, also one more thing from my first habit I wanted to point out is that Gio Bernard was the leading scorer for Jordan with 21.3 points. Um, so you got to give a shout out to him. Dude, great pickup by Jordan, by the way. Before, I think it was released, right, that Mixon was out. He got him yeah. for $0. Great pickup by Jordan. Final uh, final highlight of the week was Chris calling me out for me putting Leonard Forda into his lineup. Apparently, I'm the bad guy for doing Chris a favor and giving him free points. Chris was uh, texting me before he even listened to last week's podcast telling me that I was spreading lies and trolling like Quinn Lawler, which wasn't true. All I, all I said was facts on the podcast. I think, Connor, you can agree in this situation. Nope. Uh, if you uh, if you looked at the the matchup from this week, Chris started Richard Rogers as his tight end. Who, uh, if anyone who actually checks their team would have followed, would have realized that Dallas Goddard became active for that game. Who Curtis, you started in your lineup, and he Richard, got two entire points more. Richard Rogers did. played a total of fourteen snaps and got zero targets. And Chris... I love how you checked his snaps <laughs> and targets just and, for the highlight. And of course, Chris. Even though he had zero from Richard Rodgers and I believe zero from Kenny Galladay, still had and negative be, four from the Titans, and still had enough to be Curtis. So I feel like Chris, there's plenty of apps out there that will like inform you of news that's going around the NFL. I think you should invest in one. And unlike a fantasy pro subscription, these apps are free. So I think you need to invest in one. Uh, but those are my highlights of the week. Uh, let's on to move on to our award of the week. That's the one dollar Bob Award. This is we're awarding this to who we think is our favorite or best player that someone drafted for a dollar. Um, Curtis, I'll start with you. Yeah. So this, <laughs> I I definitely did not pay any attention to the players that had been drafted, but for a dollar. But uh, this is this is fun trivia for sure. Um, so I th I really think that Ben cleaned up. He got Aaron Rodgers league mascot for a dollar. He got uh, Noah Fant for a dollar, which, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe that pays off. I mean, he's certainly not the worst tight end bid. Uh, Mark Andrews looking at you. Um, but he also got uh, Mike Davis for a dollar, uh, which would have been a fucking great draft choice if he would have not cut him a week after the draft. I got to say, is Aaron Rodgers really a great draft choice for a dollar? I don't even think Ben's played him in his lineup yet. Yeah, that's a good point, you know, but he's uh... coming from this position of depth to make that trade with Joe. So, you know. I mean, he probably doesn't do that if he doesn't draft A.A. Ron. 
Okay, classic Eric take, right? Just outcome dependent. Oh, he never played it in his lineup, therefore not a good draft pick. Aaron Rodgers is the sixth highest scoring quarterback in the league this year. Come on, man. And how many points has he scored for Ben's lineup? Doesn't matter, man. It was a good draft pick. Doesn't it doesn't <laughs> matter if, if that he's never played at all that Ben is sad his ass. It matters how many points he scored. Yeah, Sorry. Eric. Uh, Eric, you For the, the money these... spent in the draft. Come on, man. Eric's, Con- Eric's got to stop it with these homophobic takes. Connor is choking yeah. because of how terrible his take is. No, my team choked last week. I'm not choking now. Can I just say right now that uh, Aaron Rodgers is not only is he a strong male, he is also, uh, as Curtis pointed out, one of the mascots we have in the league. Um, who is? Yeah, you know, sure, he's still in the closet, but eventually he will come out. And Eric, you will pay me a hundred dollars. All right, Connor, give us your one dollar Bob award. Actually, I'm gonna go last. Okay, I'm gonna give mine to T.J. Hawkinson on Jordan's team. Hawkinson currently sitting at tight end four, picking him up for a dollar. Gotta give some props to Jordan. All right, then uh, that takes me. I guess it's funny. I actually wrote down all the picks you guys had. I had Ben for Aaron Rodgers, Ben for Jamal Williams, who's also a dollar, who I think is like number thirty running back on the year. Um, I also had TJ Hawkinson for a doll by Jordan. I got to give it to AMAC, dude. AMAC, everyone knows he loves his white wide receivers. Cole Beasley for a dollar is sitting as wide receiver 27. So great pickup Damn. from AMAC. I love it. All right. Some nice, uh, some nice awards there. That's the $1 Bob Ward. Uh, we got to debut our brand new segment here. Uh, it's time for some This Week in EIG history. Oh, I love new segments. And looking back at last year's Week 9 matchups, it was a total preview with Curtis taking on Tristan. And this one was a high-scoring affair, and once again, Curtis reigned supreme with a 135.1 to 120.6 victory. Uh, Curtis was led by Russell Wilson's 39.1 points, and after four weeks of holding out and four weeks of mediocrity, Melvin Gordon knocked the dust off his dreadlocks, shaking it into the mustache of Gio Bernard and scoring 24.4 points, proving once again that Connor doesn't understand the value of running backs. Uh, Looking at Tristan's team, 2020 Week 9 darling Marvin Jones was a big-time scorer, totaling 22.6 points. Uh, Looking around the rest of the league, we had a championship preview as well with the same result as Jerry took me down 142.1 to 89.4. And we also had the rivalry matchup of Connor versus Chris, with Connor uh, reigning supreme, 133.4 to 84.8. And that is this week in EIG history. We also have another uh, new segment to debut, and that is, does Miles Sanders have COVID? Uh, Connor, do you know the answer to this one? The answer is no, he does not have COVID. All right, and that does it for, does Miles Sanders have COVID? Um, for some reason, we're still. <laughs> <laughs> I love these segments; they're great. They're so awesome. God. Uh, Especially when they they just line up to be repeating segments, <laughs> so naturally. Uh, this is not a new segment, but honestly, we might have to take it off the slate. Joe knows, dude. I mean, Joe knows. Joe obviously doesn't know his NFL yeah. gambling picks. Last week, he dropped us a parlay, which started on Thursday night with Carolina minus two point five. If you bet Joe's parlay. You didn't even have to sweat it into Friday because it was over on Thursday night uh, as the Panthers fell to the Falcons. Can um, I say something about that real quick, man? I have a couple friends of mine who like to listen to the podcast. Uh, shout out to A. Hilson, 92, 92 Till I Die, which is his uh, his blog spot if you guys want to check it out. He loves to listen to the podcast. Uh, you know, He's a big fan, one of our few fans. I feel like we get 20 downloads every week. That's like what we average. So 
considering I don't download on Podbean, I don't know if you do, Eric. We no. have maybe 10 people who are listening who are not in the league. I mean, maybe less if there's repeats. He's one of them. Okay, so he's probably 10% or more of our fan base. He told me tonight that all of the Joe knows segments have been shit because he's been following them and looking at the gambling and the betting. And because in Oregon, we have the Oregon scoreboard app, which we can gamble on. And he says that they've been awful. And so I just got to say, Joe, you got to pick up your shit, man. This is ridiculous. All right. So let's see what Joe has for us this week. Hi, everybody. We got this week's version of Joe Knows. Um, got a couple long shots for you this week. On Saturday, we got some Breeders' Cup action. We're going with a pick three starting in race four. We're going with Gamine in the first race. We're going with Oleksandra in the second race. And then we're going with Art Collector in the third race. Uh, pick three with those three horses should pay about 125 to 150 to one. So got the long shot parlay there this week and then for nfl sunday our parlay is going to be uh, seahawks minus two and a half we are taking the raiders chargers over 52 points we are taking the uh, dolphins plus four and a half and then we are taking the patriots on monday minus seven and a half is the last part of the parlay thanks and have a great weekend bye all right, that does it for uh, Joe knows. Uh, Connor, what do you think of the pick three there? Uh, dude, what the fuck horses? We got a gamine. Curtis, what do you think about that man? Dude, he he could talk horse racing all day to me, and I wouldn't be any the fucking wiser. That is just gibberish to me. I if he talked about me all day about horses, I would have muted him twenty seconds in. Yeah, big big races this weekend, the Breeders' Cup. Big um, races. Big races, dude? <laughs> or horses? Obviously, you're not, you guys are proving you're not true gamblers if you've never bet on horses before. But uh, for the real gamblers in the EIG Discord, uh, probably have some bets on the Breeders' Cup on Saturday. And then Joe gave us a nice NFL parlay there. Um, just one more time for those of you hard of hearing. That's uh, Seahawks minus two and a half, Raiders, Chargers over 52, Dolphins plus four and a half, Patriots minus seven and a half. By the way, Eric, Seahawks has a W in it. I'll just add that right now. Uh, sure. All right. And uh, we got another new segment we're going to debut. It's Mount Rushmore. And before we get into it, Curtis, you got some history on Mount Rushmore. Yeah, for sure. So just just to set the scene here, we're we're going to be we're going to be doing a draft, um, basically building our own Mount Rushmores of of a certain certain trivial subject, right? So I felt like it was, uh, you know, this is this is usually Connor's role, educating the class uh, with with some AP history knowledge. Um, but I think it's my turn right now. So of course, Wikipedia, the undisputed source of all truth in the universe, uh, was consulted, and uh, of course, I jumped right to the controversy section of the Mount Rushmore page because that's the fun stuff. So here we go. The Treaty of Fort Laramie in 1868 had granted the Black Hills to the Lakota people in perpetuity, but the United States took the area from the tribe after the Great Sioux War of 1876. Members of the American Indian Movement led an occupation of the monument in 1971, naming it Mount Crazy Horse, and Lakota holy man John Fire Lame Deer planted a prayer staff on top of the mountain. Lame Deer... 
<laughs> he's going by Lame Deer, not even John Fire. This guy's whack. Lame Deer said that the staff formed a symbolic shroud over the president's faces, and then quoting Lame Deer, which shall remain dirty until the treaties concerning the Black Hills are fulfilled. So that that sets the stage here for the level of controversy and uh, you know robbery of of uh, I guess cultural lands that uh, that Eric finds so uh, appealing to emulate in in these kind of drafts. I got a I got a quick question. Do you think uh, John Fire Lame Deer is a descendant <laughs> of Wayne Galman? <laughs> <laughs> if you go back far enough, I feel like he's uh, he's got to be in the ancestry tree. So yeah, it's the Mount Rushmore, and this week's Mount Rushmore is game day snacks. So we're breaking down, we're drafting. What is our top four snacks that we want to see on the table on game day? Curtis, this is a snake draft. Curtis, as our guest, I feel like we should give you the first pick. Uh, Connor, what do you want? Pick two or pick three? Um, I want pick two, please. All right, so Connor's picking second, and I'm bringing up the rear, as always. Um, but Curtis starts off, the first pick is yours. Yeah, I'm glad this is snake draft, so I don't fuck up another auction in 2020. So first pick, uh, pretty pretty undisputed in my opinion. I think it's it's chalk at 1.1 overall. Game day snacks, you gotta go with buffalo wings. You motherfucker! I mean, there's, there's there's nothing better for game day, and and you know really this this fits perfectly with our with our Indian theme. Feather not dot. Sorry, Hazari brothers, but uh, you know this this is as primal as it gets, right? You're eating you're eating chicken right off the bone. You've done minimal prep. <laughs> uh, uh. Curtis, I got a question. Are, are you a, a boneless or a bone-in guy? Oh, oh bone-in. For sure, God, there's no question. You. Come on, Eric. Why, why would you offend me like that? Just Jesus asking, Christ, dude. Dipping, Embarrassing. Dipping sauce, what do you like? you like a ranch guy? Or are you just oh, eating come plain? On, dude. Like, you, you know, I can I can come go a lot of ways on this. Um, my undisputed champ is has got to be the classic buffalo with ranch. Um, but, you know, the dry rubs that you can get, the, that's a pretty nice way to get it, to do it, too. As long as it's, you know, oven roasted just right, you get, get all the skin nice and crisp. Uh, there's nothing worse than a dry rubbed but yet soggy bone-in chicken wing. I mean, that's that's not even getting drafted today. We're talking primo buffalo wings, number one. Dry rubbed and soggy sounds like Connor's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead and finish that, Eric, without laughing. Go ahead. <laughs> Come on. What were you going to say? <laughs> not the, sounds like Connor's <laughs> underwear before he goes to bed at night. <laughs> 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 Speaking of pick 1.2, uh, for real. Connor, All right, I got my pick right there. Eric's yeah. laughing too hard. I'll just take over, take the reins over. Can I just say, uh, God, that was my first overall pick too, Buffalo Wings. That's like my go-to. Um, I got to point out really quickly, um, you know, bring it, bringing it back to the Native Americans. You know, as a part of uh, European or white culture. Uh, you know, we absolutely believe in demolishing all buffaloes in general. And can I just just rope buffalo wings into that? Okay, I don't care if they're buffalo wings or they're buffaloes walking around. We're going to demolish them. And we're going to make them extinct. So great pick, Curtis. Number two. I'm taking uh, the classic, man. The the go-to drink for everyone every Sunday. Man, I'm taking beer, okay? I'm taking beer. Around 6,000 years ago, the ancient Sumerians, Sumerians, Living 
in the Fertile Crescent recorded the first ever instance of brewing beer. And actually, for those of you who aren't aware, the Sumerians were also the first civilization to create cities. And uh, so just like, uh, you know, as the almost the antithesis of the Native Americans who did not have cities and did not have beer, the Sumeranians had both. Um, and just like both of them, they're both almost extinct now. All I'm going to say is that they both lost all their land, very similar, and that's my take, man. Beer's great. Uh, I will say really quickly, it goes very well with buffalo wings. All right, that leaves me. I got two picks here now. I can't believe this one's still on the board. Number one, my first pick, I'm going with pizza. I mean, I feel like when you invite people over for the game, and first thing you're doing is calling up the pizza joint, whatever you like. I'm a Papa Murphy's fan, Pizza Hut, Domino's, Little Caesars, whatever it is gotta have some break out some pizzas uh quality game day snack connor you're shaking your head i mean you can't just say papa murphy's little caesars and then say quality i mean come on man you have some standards when it comes to your pizza all right well you know connor is just a little bougie guy living in portland so he obviously has higher standings for his pizza um, i mean there's so it's not even probably portland, man. there are so like... many local options that you can choose even in seattle or wherever the fuck you are man i, I don't know man. I just feel do you watch uh do you watch the pizza reviews on barstool no I mean, clearly I've not seen them but i uh, clearly not yeah uh anyways that's my first pick uh bring it up now with the first pick of the second round Number two, I'm going with pigs in a blanket. Uh, easy finger food, quality snack, easy to make if you're going to make it. Uh, I can down so many of those things. God, I love pigs in a blanket. Uh, Connor, it's back to you with your second pick. What do you got? All right, well, I'm going to go a little off kilter here, and I know this is going to sound a little unusual to people. I'm actually, with my second pick in the second round, I'm going to go with french fries. And I know that sounds kind of odd. Leech. Maybe... You Such don't actually, you know, what can I say? I, I like my guys. I go for my guys. But let me tell you what, man. If you're at a bar, you're watching a game, dude, a side of fries goes so well with anything. Deep fried potatoes. You get some salt and pepper on those suckers. Get a bunch of mustard and ketchup, whatever you want to dunk them in. Maybe, maybe buffalo sauce for all I care. Fries go with everything. They're the best add-on in the world. They're like having a top-end wide receiver, too. They're just always there, always consistent, going with fries. Are you a steak fries kind of guy, like a... I don't know what kind of cut that you like. I gotta be honest. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I like my fries just like my women, small and crispy. Okay. Nice. And I like them maybe a little bit burnt. Not gonna lie. I mean enough to have a little bit of a crunch. You don't really want soggy fries. But steak fries. What are those? Jojos, I guess. Like Red Robin's got steak fries. Yeah, not a fan of those. Can't can't do it, man. Too much have, have potato. You, have you considered the outcome where uh, your your pick 2.2 of a uh, fries gets traded to the sweet potatoes this season? How do you think that that affects, affects well, the value? Okay, that's a great question. I mean, sweet potato fries, if they're – I feel like they're hit or miss. I'm not going to lie, man. If you have quality sweet potato fries, they 100% outperform normal fries. But you can have some low-tier garbage era sweet potato fries. And so, so – yeah, they, need, it, they need a strong lineup around them. I feel – yeah, you need to build a quality team to support the sweet potato fries. All right. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of sweet potato fries. But uh, to each their own, Curtis, you got two picks here. Uh, finish out the second round, start the third for us. Yep, for sure. So a little bit, I, I guess this is an upside play here. Um, it's a dish that I personally don't see prepared a lot for game day, but when it's there, it's winning the week for sure. It's jalapeno poppers. Um, you know, tying this in with the Native American theme, here, here's another excerpt from Wikipedia. So um, if you didn't know, <laughs> Southeastern Native American culture 
has formed the cornerstone of Southern cuisine from its origins till the present day. From Southeastern Native American culture came one of the main staples of the Southern diet, jalapeno poppers, either prepared uh, with great care and roasted in an oven or um, limed with an alkaline salt to make hominy using a Native American technique known as Nixta. No, actually, that's corn. Um, but jalapeno poppers, still fucking fantastic pick. Great choice. I'm a fan. All right, what do you got for the start of the third round? All right, we're going traditional. It's guacamole. I mean, it's it's a staple. It's one of those few, like, non-salty game day foods. So it, it blends really well, kind of kind of just evens everything out. I don't think that there's... You know, I, I would go with a bundle pick here. Um, you know, maybe like kind of like your your analogy to a team defense and go chips and guacamole or chips and salsa and guacamole. But I'm not that greedy. I don't think that that guacamole has to. You know, it can stand by itself. I like it. I think that's a solid pick there to start the third round. Uh, Connor, give us your pick here now. Can I just say mid draft as uh, which is unlike this year in fantasy. Curtis is a great team. Yeah, I, I had the top. Ch- chips and dip. Killing the draft. Chips and dip. Which not, I had no. guacamole in that conversation. I, I had that as my number three overall. So I had I had guac uh, at number four. I had both other things number one. So really doing a great job on the board. Uh, with my uh, let's see the second pick of the third round, my third overall pick. I got to go with an instant classic. This may hark back to the days when we were eight, nine, ten years old, when we come home from school and maybe our parents don't have enough time to cook us a full meal. And yes, maybe that's not a, uh, something that we should eat as adults, but I think it's a great choice. I'm going to go Totina's Pizza Rolls, okay? Particularly the pepperoni kind, okay? Those things are awesome. Yes, if you have 20 of them, you may get diarrhea the next day or even just that night. And yeah, who knows what's inside of them, right? It's just this weird tomato sludge. But they are absolutely delicious. They're cheap as shit. And they pair, just like my previous pick, with almost everything. Personally, I'm a big fan of flexibility, okay? Whatever you can actually uh, put together with another great meal. I mean, a meal isn't just one straight thing. It's a couple options. I think Totina's Pizza Rolls definitely is a top-tier frozen food in general, and it's something that you definitely want to have on Sundays. I like the pick. All right, rounding out the third round here. I'm going to go with chili. Uh, I feel like chili is a nice hearty meal. It allows some customization options with the toppings. Uh, just like a nice warm bowl of chili on like a cold you know, a cold winter Sunday watching some NFL games. Uh, nothing like it. And uh, now with my last pick here, uh, I'm going to go with nachos. Uh, can't can't beat some quality nachos. Same thing. Everyone can dig in. Uh, lots of different toppings. Lots of flavors. Uh, love me some good nachos. Great pick. Curtis, what do you think about those picks? Yeah, I mean, chili, I guess, fits the theme here. But, man, another another stretch for me. I just don't think that Chile's going to have what it takes to, you know, really set itself apart from from other contenders at the, these positions. All to right. be honest, I agree with you. I feel like Chile is one of those things. It's almost better as an idea than in practice. Sure. It's definitely one of those things where it's like it's almost better when you pair it with something, whether that be like nachos or something that you can dip into chili. But just straight chili, I probably I don't have that on my list. I probably would put that in my top ten. Maybe I mean, so. I've never been at the potluck where the chili goes first. Have you? No. In fact, I feel like after the potluck, people are trying to give away their chili. You know? I'm sure. Maybe you're like chili leftover. Corner, so, but... It's so good. It's my spe- my special recipe. I spent a couple hours fried. on this. There's beans in it. You're like, you know what? Actually, I'm good. Thanks, though. All right, Connor. Let's see what you got then for your last pick. 
you know, from, I'm going to go a little uh, outside the box here. You know, uh, for my last pick, uh, you know, this isn't going to be a barn burner. There's so many good options off the board. I got to go, you know, it's one of those instances at the end of the draft where everyone's taking one, two dollar, three dollar players. You got to go for the guys that you like, right? There's not a lot of money left, not a lot of good picks left. Go with your gut. I'm going to go with macaroni salad, okay? I honestly, as a child, I hated macaroni salad. I thought it was awful, man. What, mayonnaise sucks. Macaroni salad has, like, weird shit in it. Who gives a fuck? But let me tell you what, man. New Seasons has fantastic macaroni salad. That shit is crack cocaine. And I know that you guys know what New Seasons is. Uh, We actually went there, um, I believe, last year for uh, when we actually had that uh, meetup in Vancouver. Went down to Portland uh, for brunch. Stop by New Seasons. It's a great little local grocery store. Their Mac salad is fantastic. They got peppers in there, onions, which I know sounds kind of weird. Lots of butter, uh, very fresh macaroni, and uh, a good chunk of very creamy mayonnaise, not your very typical mayonnaise. I'm a big fan of macaroni salad. That's going to be my pick. I like it. I like it. Some some nice upside there uh, in the Mac salad. I'm definitely a fan. Uh, Curtis, you got the last pick here. Round it out for us. Yeah. For sure. So, so I feel like Connor might have the uh, the market cornered here when it comes to beverages. So, with position scarcity in mind, um, yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a beverage, an alcoholic beverage, of course. It's game day. Um, it's White Claws, and you know I'm not personally a fan of White Claws, and I say that with a with a straight face here, uh, in front of you as a man. But uh, you know. It, it was one of those, I feel like it was one of those picks. Maybe it's a 2019 pick, and I'm kind of remembering that blaze of glory that White Claws had, you know, but it was probably a season winner for you in terms of the game day snack uh, draft. So, you know, it's it's the Mike Davis of, of snacks here. So, you know, girls love it. I'll tolerate it when I'm drunk. All I want to do is keep drinking. So here we go. White Claws it is. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I, I like that upside. I feel like it's one of those. Instances, it's like Derrick Henry 2018, where start slow but finish well, and you're like, wow, you go. you're gonna have a great year next year. Who knows, right? And all of a sudden, boom, you might. Gotta be honest though. I've never had a white claw, so I can't attest. Wow. Uh, better well, man than I. I guess so. All right, so that does it for our very first Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore game day snacks. We got Curtis with buffalo wings, jalapeno poppers, guacamole, and white claws. Connor with beer, french fries, pizza rolls, and mac salad. And I had pizza, pigs in a blanket, chili, and nachos. So I feel like we're going to have to throw a poll up in the Discord, let everyone vote on who they think had the best amount Rushmore, and we can uh, crown our champion later this week. Got it. I can't lie, man. I can't believe nachos dropped to the fourth round. I mean, I feel like that's definitely some value for, for you, Eric. Yeah, I like the pick. I also had like a cheese and cracker spread. That might be a waiver wire addition. I can't. Uh, gotta love a nice cheese and cracker spread. Mozzarella sticks was also on the board. I mean, Ooh, I mean the nice. ve- the veggie tray. I feel like is underrated. Maybe not. Maybe not the sexiest pick, but gives you that that weekly production. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, those are some other ones on the board for I, me. I also think we definitely missed shots of whiskey. I actually thought that's where Curtis was going with his last pick. I think shots of whiskey, great Sunday edition, can go with any meal. Actually, preferably should go with a meal. Don't be doing shots without a meal. But uh, shout out Hovey real quick. Shots of whiskey on the board. All right, and that does it for the Mount, this week's Mount Rushmore. We'll have to bring that back uh, another time. That was good. Uh, Can I just say that I didn't realize we were doing four picks? I thought we just did one, and then I was like, oh, shit, I got to come up with these. <laughs> Obviously, uh, you're not that much of a part of my take listener because they do Mount Rushmore all the time. But, uh... I, I know they do Mount Rushmore. We actually, I was surprised that we were going to you know, copy them because, I mean, I guess they did copy us with the bidet advertisements, so I understand that maybe we should take from them. Makes sense. 
All right, and uh, before we move on to our next segment, we have an ad from one of our sponsors. Oh, hey guys, it's the uh, the commission here. Uh, we have a oh today. I have some very very special news um, coming out just Greetings, today. Greetings, questionable. Um, Eric, for... can you can you please play the new sponsor alert sound, please? Perfect. That's a, perfect. So, um, as you guys know, we've been privileged enough here at the Questionable for Sunday podcast for a lot of reasons. You know, we have a lot of privilege. Number one, you know, even though Eric and I we say all this dumb shit every week, uh, neither of us have lost our jobs because of the dumb shit that we've said. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. True. Uh, number who knows about Tristan number two uh reason why we're privileged even though you know eric always he gets angry he gets emotional on the podcast you know uh sometimes for a good reason but 99 percent, it's for a bad reason you know it hasn't affected him yet as a father would you say that's accurate eric i'm an incredible father there you go i mean would you say that all the anger you build up every week affects you once you turn the mic off or you think that you're able to put that to the side and uh, live your life normally just living just straight living Love it. Great, great. And number three, you know, we're privileged to have sponsors who support us here at the Questionable for Sunday podcast and allow us to do what we do. Now, whenever I try to describe what this podcast actually is, uh, usually people get really confused. They think that they're like, well, how do you do that? Aren't you like have a day job? You know, they think it's something that we do for money, uh, which, you know, with the sponsors support, we actually can, which is fantastic. This week's and only this week only the Questionable for Sunday podcast is sponsored by TMI 2020 Halloween Edition. Now, TMI 2020 Halloween Edition is a three-day invite-only amateur StarCraft Brood War tournament taking place this week on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Hosted and created and casted by esteemed D-plus IC Cup Protoss player, MusicMan8701, TMI 2020 Halloween will pit non-professional StarCraft players against each other and will decide who is the best StarCraft Brood War player between people from Vancouver, Washington, who are also between the ages of 25 and 28. Eric, I know that you play games meant for children, like Fortnite and Among <laughs> Us, and you may be turned off by the fact that StarCraft Brood War is a 21-year-old game, not the best graphics, you know? I'm, I'll be I'll be upfront about that. However, it should be a ton of fun, as all participants will be in costume and fighting over the TMI 2020 Halloween trophy. Come stop by and watch to support the Questionable Person Day podcast. The tur- tournament kicks off this Thursday, which is tomorrow, uh, since recording, we are recording on Wednesday, at 6 p.m. Second day uh, is group stage as well on 6 p.m. on Friday. And then the semis and finals will start this Saturday at 2 p.m. Pacific. Don't miss out on the stunning sequel to TMI 2020, which had over 70 unique viewers and was won by Think Good One back in August. Um, please tune in uh, on Twitch. It'll be on www.twitch backslash musicman8701.com. Um, Will Think Good One be able to repeat his dominating performance, or will his reign of terror end? Tune in this week and find out. It should be a lot of fun. Wow, new sponsor. And if you want to know why Connor doesn't get any hits on his Tinder profile, then you can tune in this weekend, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, on Twitch to watch this StarCraft tournament. Um, but this is this is, Connor. This is a real thing. This is not like your other ads. Well, your other ads are real things, but this is. Whoa, this, yeah. Hold this up. Is this is actually no. This is Twitch. true. This is going down. Um, and actually, uh, I have I have the vods from the previous tournament. Um, we have Music Man eighty seven hundred one, uh, the esteemed D plus IC Cup ranked, uh, Br- uh, Protoss player who will be casting and hosting. Uh, that's me, by the way. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, everyone's gonna be in costume and Halloween costumes. There'll be a b- bunch of guys from Vancouver. Uh, should be a, a, a lot of fun. Uh, just throw out some names. 
Uh, Tyler Peterson will be there. Uh, he has a nickname in this league called Blowjob Guy. Don't ask me why. Um, and also uh, uh, Robert Long, who's known as Raw Dog Rob. He's in for another interesting nickname, may I just say. He's uh, He'll be playing as well. Should be a ton of fun. Hope you guys tune in. Once again, that's the uh, www.twitch.com. All righty. And uh, moving on to our next segment here, we are going Behind the Bets with Jordan joined by a couple special guests. Greetings, questionable for Sunday listeners, and welcome to another edition of Behind the Bets. Today we'll be talking about a wager that occurred on the golf course, but didn't actually involve any golf at all. It happened in 2012 between two longtime EEIG members who I have with me here today to talk us through what happened. So first I'd like to welcome in Ben. How's it going? Good, good. Feeling good. Coming off a huge win this week, just feeling great. All right. And next we have reigning EEIG champion, Jerry. Jerry, 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 Good Jerry, to have you here, Jerry. Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> All right. So to set the scene, again, it's 2012. The three of us were at Linwood Golf Course enjoying a nice twilight round of golf. We get to hole number five, which has a fairly deep greenside bunker. And just out of the blue, Jerry says, hey, guys, how far do you think I can jump into that bunker? And uh, Ben, you want to... Walk us through what happened next. Well, you know, we were looking at it. The greenside bunker is, it sits, I mean, it sits about like three or four feet below the level of the green. And you have quite a bit of a run up to get to the bunker. So we were thinking, I mean, Jerry's a fast guy. He can carry a lot of speed. And, you know, looking at the flight path, Jerry can really haul some distance into this into this bunker and there is a rake kind of way out there and i was thinking pretty aggressively you know jerry might be able to make it to just about that rake so we kind of set the line at one one foot short of the rake mark that was kind of that was kind of the goal for jerry all right one foot short of the rake mark and jerry uh you just kind of lined up and went for it right yeah i mean you just got to send it so it's like probably late may maybe early June, thinking the sand hasn't been raining at all, thinking the sand's going to be nice and soft, um, feeling loose, you know, we're five holes in, so, you know, don't know if there was too much drinking involved or not, but feeling loose and limber. So, yeah, just decided to send it, got a nice running head start, and uh, landed on a surface equivalent to concrete in the bunker. <laughs> A lot of pain instantly and couldn't really move. But after reviewing the tape, uh, I would say I met the one foot short of the rake mark. I believe that I think I had final judgment on that, but uh, I think I pretty much nailed, nailed the distance. Yeah, I agree. I think you hit it right on, but you were down there kind of writhing in pain for a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, had a lot of pain, a lot of pain uh, in my left leg, um, got no help out of the bunker, so crossed out uh, on my own, uh, to green, um, couldn't really put any any weight on my left leg, but uh, still had two working arms, so I could still finish off the round, uh, got one bogey, but all pars on the way in. Uh, yeah, you played, you played really well with the uh, arms only swing. Yeah, solid finish. I think you played better than before the right so. part. I still hit it just about as far as Jordan. So that was <laughs> yeah. a push there. 
but yeah, I went to the doctor the next day, still had a lot of pain. Uh, no broken bones, but a high ankle sprain, uh, as well as uh, partially tore my lower calf muscle. Yes. All right. So, yeah, a high ankle sprain, torn calf. Uh, and you, uh, what, a couple months later, were, had to run in a triathlon? Is that right? Yeah. It was actually just over a month later. Uh, ben ended up uh, a while before to do a triathlon. So, yeah, I went on the IR for about a month, additional training. Short-term uh, IR. Short-term IR, yeah. Uh, and then just kind of went out and hobbled my way through the triathlon. Uh, yeah, but overall, looking back on it, uh, no money wagered, still met my goal. Uh, only a short-term IR stint and back at it. So I think overall, overall uh, probably worth it, you know, for, for chronic pain in my left leg. Okay. So overall, definitely worth it. Kind of moral of the story is don't sign up for triathlons. Yeah, I would agree with yeah. that one for sure. Would not recommend a triathlon. Yeah. So don't sign up for triathlons and just send it always. All right, so there you have it. That's the legend of the rake mark jump. And you heard it straight from the source. Despite the injury and the lingering pain eight years later, Jerry says it was worth it in the end. So with that, I'll send it back to our hosts, Eric and Connor. Thanks, guys. Great. All right, obviously, Jerry, good at a lot of stuff, but like most white guys, not so good at jumping. Um, so Jerry hitting the IR there, but uh, toughening out for the triathlon, and that's um, behind the vets with Jordan. Yeah, Let's... horse racing, StarCraft, and now golf. Man, we are quite the fancy football <laughs> podcast. You got to love it. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's dive into some fancy analysis here we're looking at the waiver wire recap who is our best pickup of the week connor what do you got here um i got i gotta give my uh pickup this week uh, it, was, it was pretty clear cut um you know the three of us on the podcast put in the exact same pick uh washington defense for four dollars <laughs> and curtis broke the three-way tie and now is rostering the washington football team defense uh, Eric, how do you feel about losing the tie? I, I was kind of pissed this morning. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I was pretty disappointed too. I've been on four defenses and I was just like, well, I'm going to get one of them. I got my second choice, but I, I, I mean, Washington is like maybe the second best defense, uh, to play this week. So I was yeah. hoping I was going to get them. I just can't yeah, believe that's... we all put $4 in. That's absurd. <laughs> this, this makes the last eight, eight weeks of misery just so, so worth it to get that sweet waiver priority and the Washington's defense for week nine. Yeah, I mean, I, I I wrote it down as one of my picks, too. I like the Connors Tyler Irvin pickup uh, this week. Um, it sounds like, uh, pretty surprisingly, that the 49ers and Packers are going to play tomorrow night. That is uh, surprising. Even though both teams have had multiple players test positive for COVID. Um, it sounds like it's still going to go down. Who knows if Aaron Jones is going to play. Um, if he doesn't, uh, Irvin could be in for some nice playing time, even if, even if Jones does play as a passing back. I feel like Irvin will still be in the mix. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, as, as of right now, I would say Irvin's a good pickup because the game is going to happen, and uh, we still don't know anything only, about Aaron Jones. So Only five bucks, too. And for $5, what do you think about him as a tenth of the price as uh, Dexter Williams, who yeah. is the other RB on the Packers who was on the practice squad? I mean, Dexter Williams is definitely the guy who's in for more carries, I would say, than Irvin. Um 
and AMAC has obviously been decimated by injuries, uh, losing Gaskin now this week. Um, he lost Odell. Uh, I feel like I'm missing someone else on his team. He also lost injury. But, uh, I mean, Aaron Jones has been out for a few weeks now. He could be back tomorrow, maybe not. Um, so I feel like he's just trying to get some starters into his lineup. So I don't hate the pickup. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we'll know more tomorrow when Aaron Jones is either ruled out or is playing. Um, I, I don't really know what to think on that one as far as if he's going to play or not. It's kind of up in the air, I would say, at this point. Um, and Curtis, did you have someone you liked this week? I mean, not really. It was a pretty meager week, I think, for the for the waiver wire. I guess you know Jerry getting Jordan Wilkins for thirty three. Um, I mean, I don't think any of us are in love with with Wilkins, but for thirty three bucks over a pretty close uh, crowd behind him, twenty five, twenty two, nineteen, and the rest of us making some you know kind of hail mary bids there, uh, less than sixteen. Uh, yeah, I mean, you might as well. Yeah, nice pickup for Jerry there. We also had a trade that went down last week, uh, I think on Thursday. So after last week's podcast, uh, it was Joe. Joe traded Tyra Lockett to Ben for Ronald Jones and Josh Allen. Uh, what would you guys think of this one? Go ahead, Curtis. Uh, I mean, it makes sense. I think it, it fulfills a need for both teams. Uh, obviously, Ben has been sitting on three QPs all season, much to uh, Eric's chagrin. Um, finally, finally uses one as as an upgrade, um, you know. And, and from what we saw out of Ronald Jones last week, it it seems like uh, he's no sure thing to be a, a reliable running back to to slot in, um, at least to your RB two. I guess he's a decent flex week to week. But yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a Tyler Lockett fan. I know everyone's you know got the fucking raging hard on for DK Metcalf, and he's he's awesome, right? But Tyler Lockett has has been that steady. Maybe not steady producer, but you know, you look at the aggregate on, at the end of the year, and and he looks like a you know like a stud, a high end wide receiver too at the end of the year, and I don't think this is any different. Connor, Connor, any any different thoughts there? Uh, not a whole lot. I mean, I think uh, I think Joe clearly sold high on Tyler Lockett, um, but the return I don't think is really. I mean, it's only been one week, but it really hasn't panned out. I mean. Josh Allen the last four weeks has not eclipsed 20 points. Take a look at Ronald Jones um, last week only had 4.6 points um, and Leonard Fournette's kind of emerging and getting a lot more playing time for the Bucks. So it kind of seems like it's going to be a committee at the same time though, Tyler Lockett. I mean, he is great and I'm looking at uh, Ben's team right now. He's number four overall in wide receiver scoring, but it's so hit or miss, you know, I mean, the week before he gets 45 and a half last week, it's 5.3. I mean, I think just like Curtis said, man, Tyler Lockett, great player, great guy to have on your team. Um, it seems like this year with the Seahawks, he's not going to be as consistent because he's not the number one anymore. I mean, it's kind of like a 1A, 1B with him and Metcalf, but you're going to get those points some weeks, and sometimes he might just go off. So considering that Ben needed to get rid of a quarterback, and you could argue that maybe Joe needed one, maybe another, he also needed another running back, I think it was a pretty fair trade. I think both teams did just all right. Yeah, I think – that's the consensus here. I feel like this is a pretty solid trade for both teams. Like you said, Joe's selling a little high on Lockett. Um, ben could have maybe gotten uh, better value for Josh Allen early in the season, like when he was really popping yeah. off. But I feel like I don't think he sold low on him by any means, so I don't think it's a bad deal at all. I was a little surprised he was like willing to give up Ronald Jones. Obviously, Jones had the, the fumble last week. He, uh, you know, Fournette out-carried him, kind of out-snapped him the rest of the way. But before that, Ronald Jones was looking really good. Um 
J.K. Dobbins has kind of emerged in Ben's lineup now, um, so that's kind of a wild card as his RB2. Um, but I feel like he's kind of thin at running back looking at the rest of his roster and um, just kind of looking at his team currently constructed now. I feel like he's really solid at wide receiver. And uh, maybe he has maybe he has another deal up his up his sleeves to maybe get rid of one of those receivers and upgrade at running back. We'll have to see what happens there. But overall, I feel like it's a pretty solid trade for both guys. Um, it's time to make some picks. We got to uh, give our week nine picks. Looking at last week, it was a rough week for both Connor and I. Uh, I don't Joe didn't write down his picks. I don't know how he did, but I went two and four. Connor went one and five. So uh, some rough weeks there. Uh, Curtis, I'll start with you to uh, to give your picks. Yeah, so I'll just run through. I mean, I, I guess I got to spend a little time on my matchup here with Eric. Um, I'm going to take myself. I don't feel great about it. I'm projected more, but we all know how ESPN, uh, or I guess don't know how ESPN comes up with this bullshit sometimes. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm counting on Michael Thomas to come back. It'd be big if he does um, play in Tampa Bay. I guess that's not the best matchup for him to, to get eased back into, into good fancy production. Um, and I, you know, I do have Darnell Mooney in my lineup, so and JD McKissick. So I mean, we've already established my team fucking sucks ass, so it's not a not a strong recommendation. But but yeah, I, I do like my team more than Eric's. I'll let you rebut in a little bit. Let me just run through the rest of my picks here. Um, so I've got Hovey over Amac. Um, I think it's I think it's pretty clear that Amac might have the worst team in the league from here on out. I mean, luckily he's starting from three and five. He really got just ravaged by injury uh, recently, um, but I don't think Hovey will have any kind of difficulty just just running him over here. Uh, I'm gonna take Jordan in his matchup with Chris. Um, Chris finally does have a player with COVID or potentially with COVID. Guess what? Uh, we we already covered it was not Miles Sanders. Sanders, it's uh it's it's Matt Stafford. Um, so I think that, you know, that, that move there on Chris's lineup, having to start Drew Locke, that's, uh, that's kind of rough. Drew Locke, not a bad matchup this week, though. Not a bad matchup, but I can't, I don't think you can, you can feel great about starting him over Stafford, uh, independent of matchups. Ben looks like he's just untouchable, uh, in my book. I mean, again, I'm looking at fantasy football through a... A pretty pretty bleak lens at the moment um so pretty much you know i would say like a good half of the teams look untouchable uh to me and then i'll take connor uh connor i forget who you're playing but i just wrote that down and then i'm, I'm uh, playing spencer oh there you go uh swift decline living up to the name um <laughs> De uh, deandre swift has kind of disappeared uh in recent weeks um and then uh, i'll take jerry in the final matchup Hi, Connor. Tristan, I believe. Connor, give us your picks. Yeah, you know, um, like every week, I'm going to take myself against Spencer. I'm not just like uh, Curtis, though, about himself. I'm not too happy about it. I mean, um, I'm really surprised, Eric. Maybe you don't remember. Um, that'd probably be the only explanation because you always like to hold things that I say that don't come true against me. But two weeks ago in the podcast, I mentioned – I think it was after the podcast how I was kind of hyped because I'm playing Jordan and Curtis and Spencer the next three weeks. And I was like, I'm going to kill these guys. So far, I'm 0-2. Um, not a great two weeks for my team. So we'll see. I do think I might be able to get the W over Spencer, but it is fantasy. So fuck it all. Um, I got Curtis this week as well. I think his team's pretty solid. I think our picks are pretty similar. I got Hovey. I got Jordan. I think that Joe versus Ben will be a huge game. Uh, both teams projected pretty high. Both teams 
high in the rankings. Joe has the ESPN projection lead, but I'm going to take Ben this week. And uh, like usual, I'm taking Jerry because, of course, Jerry can't lose. All right. Um, I'm taking myself. Even though I don't feel great, I wouldn't be surprised if Curtis gets the W this week. And then somewhere to you guys, I'm going Hovey, Jordan, Ben, and Jerry. And then uh, Connor, your team, you know, I feel like they're still down in the dump. So I'm taking Spencer and a little bit of an upset. Probably a good choice. Uh, as always, we like to end our podcast with some phenomenal segments. So let's jump into this week's Jerry's Berries. Welcome to Jerry's Berries for week nine. I am your host with the biggest berries, Jerry. And boy, do we have some battles for you today. Let's get into the fruits and bad berries for week nine. First up in our player battle are two players with the same projections, DJ Moore and Saints legend, Brandon Cooks, both projected 10.7 points. Let's see who goes over or under that total for week nine. I like Cooks with this side B to up A combo to go over 110 points and knock out DJ Moore, who's going up against a tougher fantasy matchup with Kansas City and just a moment late with his side A up B. Too bad. That's a bad berry for DJ Moore and a fruit of the week for Brandon Cooks. Now, moving on to the battle of the night for our EEIG slate. Team Battle! Two teams with similar projections this week is Chris on a Wednesday and Most Love Diggs, projected 119 and 120 points respectively. Looking at the commission's roster, we got uh, Tyler Irvin, and he is no Carlos Hyde, let me tell you, and Chris Carson, who's living up to the podcast's name with a questionable for Sunday designation. Let's see if Jordan can fare better than Connor's side A to down B combo in this team battle. You know Jordan loves those Steelers, and they have a great matchup against the terrible Dallas defense this week. Will that side A to up C to down B combo be enough to hold off the commish? Oh no, wait, what's that? It's a hammer! Oh, and Jordan crushes the commish! That's a KO and a bad berry for week 9. Congrats Jordan on the fruit of the week and outscoring your 119 point projection. Thanks for listening, and see you next week. All right, that does it for this week's Jerry's Berries. I think uh, Jerry got the matchup a little confused there. With uh, I think you're playing Spencer, right, Connor? Oh, uh, that is correct. Uh, he was. He was. It was a hypothetical matchup. Hypothetical yeah, matchup. I, I think we should uh, still play it. Like, who's going to score more points, me or Jordan? He says Jordan's going to score more points. Than Basically, me. Jerry says your team sucks. So uh... that's true. Can I just like back up though? Jerry's doing a great job with these segments. Uh, uh, a question for you, Curtis, and then I'll go to Eric next. Uh, who do? Who's your Smash sixty four go to player? Or... Man, I'm not speaking as a competent Smash 64 player. Um, so, but the the players that they're the characters I had the most fun with are probably Link and Samus. Uh, Samus has that little like drop. I don't know, like it. it she curls up into a ball and drops the little mine. Mm-hmm. And that can really uh, annoy the shit out of people. She's trying to put some damage on. That's always fun. 
Yeah, I, I very like, true. I like Samus as well. Also, like Curious, I'm horrible, but uh, I, I like Donkey Kong as well. Get to like spin around in the air with your fist out thing, slap mm. around the ground a little bit, fuck some shit up. Uh, hey, but I'm, hey I'm Eric. pretty bad. Eric, question for you. Answer. Hey, Eric. Okay. Um. Do how do uh, do you know how do you? Okay. You know how I know that you suck at Smash sixty <laughs> four. How's that? Because you like Donkey Kong. <laughs> um, I gotta be honest. Like, I mean, I think Link is solid, and that, that Link was probably my my most played. Samus was probably number three. My number two most played has to be Pikachu, man. Down B, you just gotta, you just, I would just troll around the map, get underneath someone, get that down B, get that Thunderbolt directly from the sky right on top of me. What a great game. What a solid game, and another solid segment from from Jerry here this week. And uh, as always, we like to round out the podcast with a diss track. And uh, I think you guys are going to like this one. I say that without having listened to it, but... Who's the target this week? We talk. We just say it for everyone to know. Should we? Yeah, I think we should beforehand so people know. All right. uh, We had impeccable timing this week with our special guests also um, being the subject of this week's diss track. So, Curtis, here you go. I can only imagine. Let's hear it. This is for Curtis Whittle. He's got that penis little. Let's start back in high school on this one. He wanted to give the ladies some sexual healing. Pulled out the bass, dressed like a furry, and hit them with an electric feeling. But you would have thought it was the Palestinian conflict with how hard he fucking bombed it. He loves the music. Some might say he's got a sickness, but oh no, no, no. He's just down with the thickness. That's why he looked to Eric for some money at the strip club. Pulled out a loan to get a booty on his limp chub. It's shocking, you know, that Curtis used to love to sleep on the flow. This was around the time he used to smoke a lot of weed. Had a drug test, made his own hair remover, and burnt off his scalp and weave. But if you ever have a question, don't worry, you'll get some clarity. Just ask his smart-ass girlfriend to give you the material. She'll say, come on, guys, categories like car shoes and cereal. Damn, dude. Oil ain't the future. It's all about renewables. Wind and solar, baby. Fuck that coal. Fuck fossil fuels. Fuck Phillips. We out. Wow. I'm I'm Holy questioning shit. every every life decision I've ever made. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Tristan got some info from the fucking archives for that track. That man, that that brings back poor poor decisions that I uh, have not revisited in some years. So thank you, thank you for that. Fuck fossil fuels, man. <laughs> that's that's when it got personal. I mean, I feel like every week now, Kurt or uh, Trish is just continuing the step up his game. There was uh, a lot of stuff in that 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 goes way back. That I don't know. That was shit there. He spent some time at the library looking up some shit right there. For that was sure. ridiculous. Man, I didn't know that all that all of my college decisions were documented <laughs> so heavily. But uh, <laughs> man, glad people people don't forget. I'm just Never happy forget. I was first. And now he's bringing it to a whole other level. You know. Yeah. You know this 
This all started as a way to embarrass Tristan. And look what we've created. <laughs> you've created a multi-platinum best-selling disc rapper. And God, uh, gotta be honest, man, his beats this week, fantastic. Flow, fire. awesome. I mean, th he, we've created a monster, very could, clearly. Couldn't be any happier be with the results that Tristan has been producing. For real, yeah. It just goes to show you, like, if you get last this year, dude, the bar is high. Yeah, he's definitely ascended high. Kind of uh, hoping Tristan gets last again so we can hear a couple more diss tracks. After that shithole magician that we had the year before, but, uh... True. You know, the diss track is always a great way to end a podcast. Curtis, uh, not only did were you the brunt of this week's diss, uh, you are a great guest coming on, so thank you for, for joining us. Stop by, Curtis. Thank you very much. I'm glad my misery can be the uh, to the entertainment of others. And, uh, Con Connor, uh, another great podcast. Any any last words here for the for the league? Yeah, I got a last word. You know, I think that, you know, a lot of us, we take fantasy football pretty seriously. We try to make the best decisions that we can. Um, I just want to put some things into context. Just as a uh, couple, about three weeks ago, I went backpacking with my father, Tom McHugh, um, a good engineer, now retired. God bless his soul. Loves to go backpacking, loves to ski. And I was just giving him shit because I'm in a family league with him. I'm saying, yo, you, you're, you've been playing Michael Thomas and Dak Prescott. Like, these guys aren't playing. You're 0-6. You need to start setting your lineup, okay? And he doesn't give a fuck about football, gives less of a fuck about fantasy, barely talks outside the family anyways, doesn't give a shit. But, you know, all of a sudden, about a week later, I see him on the waiver wire picking up some players. Kind of strange, but okay. You love to see it. Just this past weekend, I'm in five leagues. I have a podcast every week where I talk about fantasy football. He beat me in fantasy football. My dad smoked my ass. The guy doesn't – he didn't even know how to pick up a free agent last year, which is his third year in the league, had no clue. He asked me what waivers were. He was like, hey, can you show me how to pick up a player? So it just goes to show you that even if you make all the right decisions and you think you know what you're talking about, at the end of the day, fantasy football fucking sucks. We all don't know dick, and it's just a crapshoot. Uh, one last thing. I think we can all agree that like father, like son, could never reign more true for Connor, his family, and their fantasy football skills. Um, so now we all know why Connor's team has been struggling so much. Uh, but that's going to do it for this week's episode of Questionable for Sunday. Uh, as always, hope you guys enjoyed listening, and we'll see you again next week.